Wrestling is trash. Wrestling is trash. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling is Trash, episode 133. I am one of your trash boys, the trash boy numero dos, Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash. Here with you on a lovely day. It is Valentine's Day, you beautiful motherfuckers. We're all here with you to talk some wrestling, some love, some guts, some blood, and all the other intricacies of the beautiful and wonderful sport of professional wrestling. Again, it's Lou from the BX here with Trash Boy Numero Uno. I'll let him introduce himself. I always point the wrong way. What up, everyone? Nick Anicelli coming to you live on this Valentine's Day. Excited to talk everything professional wrestling upcoming shows coming up some holiday moments we'll be speaking of from today just so much more so happy to be here always glad to be with my fellow trash boy lou as always yeah man so we figured we'd do a little uh you know a little love a little valentine love action pause you know no homo all the all the things we need to throw in there to kind of separate the uh legalities and things but we're here on valentine's day we've got a cool show for you we're going to go over the elimination chamber card we're going to talk some news and we're also going to talk a little bit about our most memorable love related angles in wrestling history so i figure we'll start it off with the news and uh one of the main things that's been kind of I guess not, it's not really, you know, it's not really big news, but it's big news to me because it fucking annoyed me. Like, I saw a tweet from someone who was tweeting about Conan. First of all, I saw Conan tweeting. <laughs> uh, Conan trending, not tweeting. I saw Conan trending. Like, why? I'm like, why the fuck is Conan trending? So then I click on it and then I catch wind of this fucking comment, which is, of course, something like this is this is something you need to catch wind of because this is not something this is not part of my I don't run in the Conan circles. You know, I used to like Conan back in the day when he was in the NWO. I think the 187 is probably one of the best finishers ever. I don't see why more people don't use it, but I, I don't I don't exactly keep up with Conan and Disco Inferno and their podcast. But Conan seems to have an issue with um, Kenosuke Takeshita. Paying tribute to Eddie Guerrero. Now, if you haven't seen this uh, on his podcast, the Keeping It 100 podcast, he was talking about, they were reviewing Dynamite, and they were talking about a segment where Takeshi was having his match with Daniel Bryant. And, was it with Daniel Bryant? No, it wasn't with Daniel Bryant. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, Takeshi was having a match oh, MJF. with MJF. And he went up to the top, and he did the famous Eddie Guerrero you know, he hit the Eddie Guerrero move. And um for some reason, Conan felt the need to go online and talk about how much he has heat with Takeshita, that I'm glad he's lucky I wasn't there. I got heat with that guy for doing that. And then he made it fucking weird and racial, saying he should keep it to his own race and blah, blah, blah. Now, of course, he's on Twitter saying that he was joking. 
his defenders are also saying, no, he, he meant it as a joke. You, you guys don't fucking know how to listen. You guys don't know how to pay attention. So, um, I'll talk a little more about this, but before Nick, you give your piece, I'm going to actually play the quick clip here. So, okay, uh, cool. we can kind of hear it for ourselves here in real time. Yeah. I like how, well, Takeshita or whatever, <laughs> he's got heat with me and he's lucky I wasn't in El Paso because when he went up and he did the, Natty Guerrero thing for yeah. before the frog splash. You're not Mexican, dude. Yeah, but he's no personality, though. Yeah, I don't care. I'll give the guys. A, I don't care. The guy didn't have a lot of personality. Maybe it was his uh, favorite wrestler show. when he grew up. Yeah, and it got a pop. <laughs> yeah. It got a pop. Yeah, I'll, stick, I'll to, give... stick to your nationality. So Takeshita uh, ended up ended up posting yeah. that it was his dream to wrestle a match in El Paso. Why? I got no clue. And after that happened, that little tribute he did for Eddie, the first thing I did was turn over to the person on my left, and I was like. Takeshita was the last person I thought would be. Now I let that play for a little bit after he made his comment because I wanted to see, because people are like, "Oh, you you fucking can't understand humor." He was making a joke and he was kidding, and I let that play because I'm like, I'm trying to hear where the joke is at. Oh, I'm trying to hear yeah. where he was laughing or going just kidding or, or any of that shit in there. I didn't hear any of that, and I listened to the whole episode. I listened to the part after that where he starts, where he continues. Um, and he starts to say, you know, Takeshita is not that great. Bandito's better than him, which that stuff's fine. You can think that he's not good and you can think that he's not a great wrestler or, or he's just not as good as other people. That's fine. That's, this is an opinion. I don't have a problem, but dude, that, 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 that comment is very fucking weird, bro. To, to, to make it racial and to like pick that guy out of everyone who celebrates Eddie Guerrero. To, to do that is I just found that shit. Um, and in in uh, for lack of a better word, in poor taste. Let's just say that. Yeah, it just to me, man, it just it didn't make sense because like if I had a family or a friend whoever passed away who was like a legend like that, and they were attributing him, I'd be like, yo, that's dope. You know what I mean? So for him to come up, and you could tell his tone of voice, he meant a hundred percent. Everything he said, a hundred percent. Everything he said, because like you said, like when we joke and we talk our crap on here, usually we're laughing or we're delivering it in like a right pitch or tone or something like that. And he's like, nah, he got heat with me. He got heat with me, and it's like, and sit your ass down. Yeah, like, and even if we say something in jest, we'll say it's a joke because you know, again, and not to be too PC or anything, but in these times. You know, people can take an audio clip like I just did and play it out of context and you won't really know. That's why I played that a little longer. I didn't want to go playing 10 minutes of this guy's podcast on the show, but I let it play a little longer so you can hear, you know, his tone or whatever. And, you know, usually on here when we do something like that, we'll, you know, let people know, ah, it's just a joke. You know what I'm saying? It's all in jest. Um, I don't know, man. It's just fucking weird. It's very weird. And, uh, it's funny that he's he's taking umbrage with with this and making it weird and racial because I saw something today that fucking absolutely blew my mind. I I watched I've watched it about a thousand times, and I'm not gonna play it here, <laughs> but I saw a promo from Scott Steiner where uh, Samoa Joe and uh, Conan were involved in the promo, and it's the most racist thing I've ever heard in wrestling. Um, and I'm legit shocked that I, today's the first time that I heard that promo. Um, and it's just funny to me how he decides to pick and choose what's, what's appropriate and what's not. 
I know when you shared that in the chat, because I believe it was you who shared it, dude. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, I had no, I've never seen that. You know what I I've mean? I've never heard that, bro. Because never, never, never. In, in the like IWC, you see it online on Twitter. Like, when someone does something good or bad, it's like, hey, let's not forget when this person did this and they post that again. And like, I'm surprised. Like, like, perfect example, you would have thought when Scott Steiner went to the Hall of Fame last year, like, this video would have surfaced. Like, yep, yes. but I remember this guy's in the WWE Hall of Fame or something like that. So the fact, like, you know, you just see that for the first time. I was like, damn. Like, he was. And that shit, that shit is at least 10 years old. At least 10 years old. Oh, yeah. When Conan, because Joe looked like a child in that in that video. He was young as fuck. So that was at least 10 years ago, bro. And the fact, and I watched TNA. <laughs> That's what bugs me out. Like, I don't understand how I've never seen this before. I even went to YouTube because I saw that clip on Twitter. So I wanted to see if it was on YouTube where the quality was a little better because the audio was, like, extra loud on the Twitter video. Dude, it's nowhere to be found on YouTube. Nowhere. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even know where this dude got this video from. So I had to clip the video from – I had the to screen clip. record it because I wanted to save that shit. I want that shit in my archives – forever if i ever need it for something i want it there because holy shit um and if you guys don't know what we're talking about it just i i don't even know what to tell you i don't even know how to get you to search it i guess maybe I don't reach out to us on social media and well we can send it yeah i can send it to you uh i don't know if i want to repost that shit because it's like i'm under you know i'm i'm of i'm of the the it's just just it's weird because it i laugh at it because it's so fucking outrageous to me that I can't even believe that, like, I I, I, I heard it. Mm -hmm. When I see these racist things in wrestling, it's just, I end up laughing. Um, and it's like, it's not funny, but it is. But it, it's not funny, like, I'm getting enjoyment out of it. It's just, it's so ludicrous to me that I can't do anything but laugh. Because what am I going to get mad at it? He said that shit, like, fucking 10, 12 years ago. What am I going to do? I'm going to go fucking tweet scott steiner about there you said this a long time ago like he said what but, he said, like it is what it is so like you know well, I, i'm not one of these people who believes in canceling people for fucking things they said 12 years ago what's crazy about it to be honest to me is like you gotta think like that obviously wasn't just from the hip it's like this was talked about and everyone's like yep this is good like let's roll with this yeah, because it was a it was a pre recorded uh, segment recorded like outside of the building because they're like outside. Yeah, and they're in front of like the TNA sign, so it's like you guys recorded this shit because that's when they were recording in um Orlando. Yeah, at the studio, and, like the Impact Zone and yeah. shit. So it's like you guys were outside recording this shit, and then you sent it to production, and then they fixed it up, and then they aired it on their TV. Yeah, so it's like everyone <laughs> at some point, everyone's like. Like, obviously, there were probably people uncomfortable with that situation, but people were just like, yeah, no, it's fine, Eric. <laughs> it's just, like, what? Incredible. So, again, bringing it back to Kona, and it's just it's just funny to me what he, he's picking and choosing to be, you know, irritated about. But, again, he says he's joking, guys. It's, that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite Twitter uh, phenomenon. That's, like, yeah. my favorite thing on Twitter. Somebody tweets something asinine, <laughs> or they say something fucking stupid. And then people on Twitter start coming at them like, yo, what the fuck? And then they go, ah, come on. I was kidding. It's a joke, guys. You guys can't take a joke? Nah, it's not a joke, bro. Yeah. That ain't a joke, bro. You were, you meant that shit. So what's going to become of this? I don't know, but I guarantee you uh, some tweets are probably going to get deleted. 
Oh yeah. And uh, after this, I have to go back and fight a couple people in that thread because I have people already attacking me for God forbid me saying something about the mighty fucking Conan. I'm being attacked by all his fucking weird fanboys. But uh, yeah. Anyway, taking it to Raw. Last night we had uh, another three hours of Raw. That definitely happened where we had some angles and some things play out that I didn't really understand. We were talking before the show. Um, Bianca, Bailey, and um, I can't remember anybody's name today. Becky Lynch had a three-way match to see who would qualify for the Elimination Chamber. And Bianca won. (laughs) So both ladies lost. Both of them are losers. And neither one of them are going to the Elimination Chamber. So what was the point of that match? I don't know. There was only one pro that came out of that. And it was the promo leading to the match where we all got to fall in love even more with Bianca for those who weren't already. Let me tell you something. I lick my lips when I talk about this. That, whatever she was wearing, I don't know what the hell she was wearing. I know she makes her own gear. She should not be allowed to wear any of that shit again. And I don't want to sound like a misogynist. Women should be able to do whatever they want. But that's a married woman. And I shouldn't be looking at a married woman like that and thinking the shit I was thinking about last night when I saw that fucking... Because I didn't even see the show. I saw the picture that got sent to me. Like you said, I hope Montez can fight. (laughs) Yeah, I hope Montez can throw hands, bro. I'm pretty sure he can. He's a big dude. We've seen him do amazing things in the ring. But, man, I hope you could throw some hands, boy, because whoo, that outfit she had on yesterday was crazy. I, I don't even understand what she had on. Um, I even, like, had to look at the – like, I had to stop and look at that picture for a second. Like, wait, what? What is – what's happening? Oh, I see. So, but – Anyway, shout out to Bianca Belair. She's yeah, being gorgeous. Wow. Happy Valentine's Day, Montez Ford. Um, <laughs> but uh, the highlight of the show last night was Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn having a phenomenal promo with each other. And it's 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 funny. Um, this promo, it could have gone very sideways. Yes. And it was a very smart. They did a very smart thing here <laughs> where they both stayed baby faces but it was kind of like tough love, a tough love kind of thing from big brother to little brother. And I think it worked well. I think the crowd reacted to it. Well, the crowd was behind Sammy. They were behind Cody. Of course, of course, Cody tends to go overboard sometimes with trying to, I hate when he does that, like, come on, like you're not supposed to do that, bro. The crowd is supposed to get hyped from your words. You don't have to like, Try yeah. to hype them while you're, you know what I'm like, saying? Like that, they were that saying shit. this. They were saying at one point, "This is awesome." During a promo, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's already happening. You, you, you don't need them to get more hyped because you. Yeah. That, that shit just comes off as. That's why people ended up like turning on Cody, shit like that, and the and the um, the getting choked up shit. I've talked about that before, where he's he's talking and then he gets choked up and shit, and it's like, okay, bro, like I. Like I was talking to my brother and I was because he was telling me like, yo, you see that Cody promo a couple weeks ago or he was talking about Dusty and he's like he he gets choked up. And I'm like, bro, I've seen choke Cody get because he didn't watch AEW. He has no knowledge of AEW at all. Uh, I mean, he's not ignorant to it, but he just doesn't watch it. Um, 
And he's like, bro, did you see that promo? Cody, and that shit was emotional. And I go, man, I seen Cody get choked up like 19 times already, bro. He does that shit every time he has a promo, he gets choked up. That's his like yeah. reverse Uno card that he has. Yeah, I just thought what I liked about it personally was they both got over in that. But like I said, they were kind of rolling some dice there. You know, that could have been bad because as people are comparing it to, it's like the elephant in the room is, you know, everyone likes Cody, but Sammy's white hot. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like they dressed all that. And I thought it was smart by Cody and them saying like, hey, we want to fight each other at Mania. So it makes Roman look even more like a bad guy. And then I think what helped them last night was that with that promo is when I, I'm going to go with when. I wouldn't mind if it's an if, but I think when Sammy loses and KO helps, or even Cody maybe interferes in the match or whatever, like I think that's going to make Sammy look good when it goes towards the tag side of things. Um, right. Because I'm still sold. I think the tag match is going to close out night one of Mania. I don't, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have an issue if they did that. But I don't think they are. I think that match is going to be like second to last because I think, um, you think Rhea and Charlotte might get it? I do. I think that they're going to put them, uh, See, they're going to headline one night. So I wouldn't be mad with that because I like them. But I think if they, if that feud doesn't get hot, because remember last year, the plan was supposed to be Charlotte and Ronda to close out night one. Yeah. And then KO and Steve Austin then got so hot. And granted, yeah. Boston, but that's the only thing. I don't. I don't know. I think Rhea and Charlotte can have a good few, but I don't see it getting that hot where it closes over that. At least if it doesn't close, it's got to open. Yeah, and it's 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 funny because you need you need Rhea to initiate. Like she needs to go to a level of like really because people love Rhea. They love her. Yeah, yeah she's a heel, but they love her. And yeah, you need to, over. yeah, the thing is with Charlotte is trying so hard right now to be like a, a Wonder Woman baby face that you need Rhea mm-hmm. to take it to a level. Cause I was thinking that they could just have like some all out brawls from here to WrestleMania. Like just those Rhea comes out during Charlotte's interview in the ring and they fight and Charlotte's wearing her heels and shit and she's all dressed up and they're pulling and fucking being pulled apart and all that shit. Mm-hmm. If they do that shit. You know, they can they can build the hype just on that. But Rhea has to be the one to initiate that shit because you can't have Charlotte yeah. attacking Rhea because it's just not going to work. So, you know, I think after Elimination Chamber, we'll probably see some more like of that maybe kind of like building up because if they don't, you're right. It's it's there. It's not exactly, you know, I want to see the match, but right now there's no real like heat to it or anything. Yeah, because I'll say this. I think we're both fans of Charlotte's in-ring work. Oh, like yeah. She's amazing. But how many times have you been really amped going into a match of hers? Because the builds aren't never really good. The matches usually deliver, but everything else is kind of, yeah. Yeah, because the, the because you know them, because they... They, them two had that really good match at Money in the Bank in like 2021. Yeah. It was really good. They turned the whole crowd around and like everything. So you know they can have a good match. Yeah, it's the thing I think these two paired up. With these two paired up, I think it's it's the key because with Charlotte, we've talked about it before where I've always felt like 
if she doesn't have an opponent that she actually feels is like like literally not not in storyline but if she doesn't feel like this person's literally like on my level the match ends up being shit not not so much shit but it, it, you don't have that hype around it like when she was when she wrestled Char- when she wrestled uh when Charlotte wrestled Sasha oh, those fucking are classics every single one of those was a classic bro um but then you see her shit with Ronda. Yeah, and and you know, that should be a big deal. Like that match should be a big deal because Charlotte's the only one on really besides maybe Rhea, Bianca, uh, I would go Becky. Other than that, I don't really see any other women on that roster who legit have a shot to beat Ronda. Like if I see her Ronda versus X, Ronda versus Y Z, uh those women that I just named, I think are really the ones that I go, Oh, okay. She, she, she could beat Rhonda. Cause Liv, fucking, yeah, even we Raquel. Were saying over the summer. Even Raquel, like Raquel's, yeah, Raquel's when she big. Was, she, when she was feuding with Alexa Bliss when she first yeah, started. I, I don't, I don't even see Raquel like at that, at that place yet where she should be beating Rhonda Rousey. Yeah, just no. Um, you know, Natalia, uh, yeah. Who else, <laughs> you know, Shotzi, no. We've already been through that. Yeah. Uh, and now we, yeah, I was, we, we witnessed that. But uh, no, I get what you're saying. Like, what are you going to put Kansas Lorray in there? Zelina? Like, no, she's going to beat Ronda? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, it's no disrespect to them, yeah. but it's just Ronda's past, you know? And, um, yeah, I guess to kind of revert back to the, the Roman thing, dude, I, I know we're going to go into the card, but like I said, I think they did so good with this promo. And just everything else leading up to this, not just last night, but man, Roman's gonna get booed. Oh yeah, out of the building. Yeah. And he should be out of. It's beautiful. Out, yeah, it's a beautiful fucking thing. You finally have a person you want to boo, and a person you want to fucking cheer ferociously, and that's that's how you make magic. That's how you do it. Yeah, because with Roman, Roman was in that bad guy, cool guy yeah. thing where like everyone loved him. And, like, everyone throws up the ones and all that. But, like, this Saturday, I think, is the first time where he's a no-shit heel. Like, where it's – well, in that building, 100% it's going for Sami Zayn. But even watching at home, 80% is probably going still for Sami. Yeah. Oh, and he's going to be at you know home. I mean? It's going to be fucking nuts. It's, like, weird. Do you ever think well, – just it's wrestling, not just this storyline because I've seen it in other ones. Like, the AEW has done it before, too. How just sometimes it ironically works out, like how this Sami Zayn thing just got so hot, and they happen to be in Montreal. Yeah. The only thing that, I know the only thing that sucks is a- that the only thing that like a- like AEW MJF had the big build for his title, and he won it in Jersey. Yeah, like get it, Long Island Jersey. I get it, but damn near close, you know. Yeah, and it, it, that comes to planning. Like, I don't know how much was exactly planned for that, but I'm I'm assuming a lot of it because you're like okay in. Six weeks, we're going to be there. So next week, we're going to do this the following week. You know, and that's how you build the shit. Um, yeah. With this, though, it's like, it's it sucks in a way because you kind of want to see the crowning moment of Sammy winning. You know what I mean? You want, it's built up to a point where you want to see him win the title. But you know that's not going to happen. And it's not even like. Yeah. It's not even like, nah, I don't think Sammy is, is, you know, worthy enough to win the belt. I don't even think it's that. Well, I, I know it's not that. It's the fact that you have Cody, who's already, that's, that storyline is already written. Like it's, 
he won the rumble. He's back. He's healthy. Nothing is in his standing in his way. He's got the shot. And it, it could you? Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Good. Continue. So, could you compare this in a way to Drew and Roman at Clash in the Castle in a way? Like with this one, I think we're, we're very positive Roman's going to win. But with that one, it's kind of like everything's the stars are aligning. This is like a time where Roman could drop the titles. Yeah. Like Drew in front of a large crowd, his home crowd. You know, he's a, obviously a credible dude to beat him. Like, the storyline was going good. Like, could you kind of compare the two, you think? The only thing about Clash at the Castle, I'm still mad that he lost. I think he should have fucking won that match. But the only thing with that is, you know, again, it's one of those overseas shows. Kind of like Crown Jewel, where you kind of know shit that happens on those pay-per-views is not exactly like... It's not big titles are not really changing hands like that. Aside like from it like could have happened once. It happened the fiend one time. Fucking right. won that one time. Or was it Goldberg? I don't even fucking remember, bro. What? They both. So both happened yeah. there. But the fiend kind of had no choice but to win there because of that hell in a cell debacle that happened. Yeah, actually, now that you, you said that, I, I do need to go into one thing there. But yeah, it's similar to the Clash at the Castle thing. But it's just, it's unfortunate because. Again, you want to see the culmination of this storyline being Sammy holding up those two belts. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not going to happen because you can hope, which means, but yeah, it's just not. And they haven't even built up. If they would have see, if they would have built up a story where <laughs> he's going after the heavyweight title. If he continued to say, I'm going to take that heavyweight title off of you, then you, I, it'd be like, okay, I could see where they have some kind of shenanigans and Sammy takes one of the belts off Roman. Then Roman and they both are still going to end in massive pops. Right. Sammy could win massive pop. Cody, and Cody the next pop. night, Cody takes the other belt and then you're just, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. Uh, and we'll, of course, so my we'll, thing. Yeah, we're going to dive into it. So I just want to add this one part. I'm sorry. No, 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 good. Um, is that because we all know where this is going, as we said, it's going to end in a tag match. So they have to do a good job in a way, I think, with portraying the heat on the Usos. So you want because I think we can call it how it is. Kevin Owens is probably going to make his presence. And Nicholas seems to be having technical difficulties, which is okay. Yeah, Nicholas is not where it's gonna go at there the same go. time. Nicholas has returned. You good? Nick? So, who knows where it goes? Okay, so Nick just popped out for a second, which is all good. Nick right now is at an undisclosed location. Okay, so he is uh working off of the Wi-Fi signal. But what he was alluding to was basically when you have this tag team situation happening, you you know Kevin Owens is going to end up coming back. You know that he's going to basically get involved in this match at some point, and you have to kind of make you kind of have to have the the Usos be heels again. I'm kind of picking up your uh, yeah, continuing sorry, sorry your thought that, there. Man. No, you're good. I was I'm continuing your thought there on the Usos. Oh, I, don't worry. I explained to everybody you're at an undisclosed location and you're on the Wi-Fi. Uh, but yeah, I was continuing your thought where basically, you know, Kevin's going to get involved and the Usos basically have to go back to being monster heels in order to sell the story of Sammy and KO kind of going after those titles. 
Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Cause then that, and that's where it kind of has to go. Um, I don't want to just dive too much into it because I know we're going to talk about the match as well. Right. Yeah, but finally in, in, in news, and, and there's not really much to this, but we thought it was kind of appropriate to kind of bring it up. Cody, staying with Cody, Cody was on the Ned Levitard podcast, and he was talking about the all-out brawl, the scrum from hell, if you will. And uh, he definitely brought up some interesting points, although he was being very political about it. But a lot of people were speculating, you know, why is he being so political about this? Does that mean he's going to go back eventually? Is he going to come back? Is he going to go back to AEW eventually? I kind of feel like Cody is going to end up back in AEW at some point. It's going to be a while. For but sure. I think, he'll, For sure. I think he'll end up back there. That's why he was kind of being so coy about making sure what to say and being very careful about his statements regarding the brawl out thing. Um. So yeah, it's just that was really the only thing for me that I that I felt like I felt like he was being super political and he was being super political because he still has friends there. Yep. And he he's very good friends with CM Punk. He's very good friends with the Elite, but he's not picking any sides and I think eventually he's going to end up back in that company. Not anytime soon, but definitely, you know, in a few years wherever AEW is, I don't know how they're going to be in a few years, but I can see him definitely going back at some point. Yeah, I agree too. And you got to think it's WrestleMania season, man. I don't think he wants spotlight on him about his comments on something from August, September. Right. Right. He wants it on him and kind of what's going on now. And you said he's kind of in that tricky predicament because he's friends with everyone involved in that. You know what I mean? So he was upset, obviously, that that happened. I don't think anyone, anyone was happy. We liked the comedy that came from that it. That was hilarious. But, yeah, but I agree. He's so I think he's going to have his retirement match there. Like, I get, y'all go back to where you started. So a lot of people come back to WWE to finish, but it's like, nah, dog, like, you started this. Like, I think it only makes sense for him to have his retirement match there, personally. Like, like honestly, if you keep it a buck, let's say they go to WrestleMania, Cody wins the titles. He has a nice yeah. reign with the titles. You know what I'm saying? He loses it to whoever he's going to lose it to. Because, you know, eventually he's going to lose the belt. Obviously, you're not going to hold the belt fucking forever. Yeah. After that, then what does Cody do? Like, you're going to have Cody, what are you going to have him do? You're just going to have him continuing to be in the heavyweight championship hunt. I mean, he's fulfilled his destiny. He came back. He wanted to win the belt in his father's name. You know, hopefully he brings back the winged eagle belt. I would love to see that. But um, after he wins his belt and has his run and all that shit, then, you know, he's probably going to have a couple blood feuds or whatever. And then, you know what I'm saying? He already won yeah. the title. So yeah, the whole was he going to win it again and back. just... Yeah, you know? the whole reason he came back and the fans are answering back is to get the title. Yeah. Like he's like he said in the promo, finish the story. He if if the stars are aligning, which it seems it is, on April second, the story's gonna be finished. Like you said, and that's what I'm curious. Like, I wonder who he's gonna drop it to. I'm cool with anyone but Roman, to be honest. Like, cool, I get it. They're gonna have a rematch. Like I'll put money on it now that that's probably gonna be the SummerSlam main event, if I had to guess. And I could see Cody having a run till Mania, like Mania to Mania and drop in there. But, right. um, yeah, because it's kind of like Cody was given to him, like, hey, here's this main eventer who should take the title or one of the guys who could. Now it's like, all right, you don't have to worry about this 800, 900-day title run. We need this guy to be that guy. Now it's kind of like who you – I think the next person is who they're going to just sh- take their shot with. Right. 
And another part about it too is the are they gonna unify the belts or is he going to come out on Raw and like give up one of the belts because he feels like you know whatever they could go a different a bunch of different ways with it either they can unify it and run with one belt for a while because they could always later you know SmackDown later they could always have a new GM on SmackDown and yeah with a belt that GM goes oh, perfect example the draft. When yeah. they have the draft, they can reintroduce a new belt. It could be next year's draft. It doesn't have to be this year. So there's things that they can do with that. So you can still you still have options there to tell the story with Cody. Like he runs with one belt for a while, then you know they come up with a new so, belt. So, so let me ask you this: So Cody's on Raw, right? So the draft happens, and let's say that's where they do the belt thing. My obvious answer is give the second one to Seth, right? Seth's been killing it. Let him go on his thing. But say he stays on Raw. So now you have the power of this whole roster, just not Seth. Who who do you have take the SmackDown title, whatever they call it, whether it's yeah, Universal? I think, I think honestly, you have to put Seth on SmackDown if you're going so to keep because you can't. You already did the th- trilogy with Cody, bro. You you could have more matches, but like why? But if like, you had to pick someone besides Seth to have, well, the that's title, what I'm just... saying because you got to move Seth to SmackDown and. That would be my natural choice. If they keep him on Raw, then for me, you should put that belt on Drew McIntyre. That's what I think. That shit on Drew. Drew is the fucking man. I really would like to see him get out of the comedy stuff that they kind of... Not that he's so much in a comedy angle now, but him backstage with Sheamus going banger after banger after... It's like, it's it's cool, it's funny, but like... It's gone I want to. Yeah, I want to see Drew get like a championship run like with a crowd because that shit kind of sucked that he had that run and it was in the Thunderdome. He held it down in the Thunderdome, but I I, I really think it would be cool to see him have yeah. that that run with a crowd, a live and crowd. I, and I think now's the good time because this is just me personally. I think by the time they got back to the crowd, he was still hot, but not hot like he was. And yeah. I think now he's starting to pick it up again. Yeah. Where everyone like likes Shadrew now. So I think now is the time, you know, but man, like I'd love to see honestly three people on SmackDown who are all on SmackDown and I'd want to see are Drew, Gunther, obviously have it. And then I know we bash on him a lot, but if done right, I'd like to see Karrion Cross with the title. If done right and build Rio, I mean, don't just put it on him because it's on him, but if done right, I would like to see Karrion Cross with the title on. Man, that dude is. We're forgetting someone here, and I and I wanted to, and I'm glad you went there because I I almost forgot. I said I wanted to ask you something, and then I completely forgot about it. But we're forgetting one person who is on the SmackDown roster, and his name is Bray Wyatt. Now, here's my here's the thing with Bray Wyatt. There's a there's a Bray Wyatt problem right now because. Mm-hmm. He has no direction already. Already he has no direction. I'm going to keep it a bug with you. I don't think that they have any fucking idea what they're doing with this Uncle Howdy shit. I don't think they have a fucking clue. They have no storyline written for this thing. See, I think it's him. I think him. Like, I think he's the reason. They have no direction for it. Well, because, like they said, the... The, the what is it the creative long teller position storyteller long yeah. the long distance wherever the fuck it's called he's boys with him and I'm pretty sure Bray was probably like hey like I don't know like because I'm with you 
Like, I'll always be intrigued to what he's doing. But I'm not behind him like I was Eater of Worlds Bray and Firefly House and The Fiend Bray. Right now, it's like, all right, let's see where this goes. But it's also like, I don't know, man. He keeps telling people when he's on these podcasts that he's doing now, it's like, you just got to let it go. You just got to let it go. You just got to let it go. And I'm like, all right, dog, like for so long, you can only let it go. You know? But yeah, and I, I think just like how the Undertaker was, he's a person who does not need the titles. He, I yeah, just don't think he needs it. That's or if he does, example, it's a short yeah. run. It's a transitional champ kind of thing. Like he doesn't right. need and it. That's a perfect year. example. He should have been the new Undertaker. Like the Fiend should have been the new Undertaker. They should have just had him do specialty shit and come out and have this big giant present. Because not everyone has to be a, a, a fucking every week on TV character wrestler. You don't have mm-hmm. to have that. No. You can have a dude who pops out, you know, break, uh, you know, Wyndham can, 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 Wyndham Rotunda, for people who don't know, is Bray White. Um, that's his real name. He could actually be like a, he can do more creative for the shows. But then at the same time, when it comes to like WrestleMania or Rumble, <clears throat> the big shows, he could actually have an angle on there. Where he's, yes. you know, comes out as the fiend and does something similar to what the Undertaker used to do. And I think that would be the perfect role for him because you, this guy, like, they don't have a place for him. They're not going to put him in the title run. They're, they don't, they're not giving him any other belts. He's not going to wrestle fucking Gunter. He's not going to wrestle, you know, he's not going against Austin Theory for the U.S. title. He doesn't need belts. That, that character that he's created looks like a dude who could give a rat's ass about belts. He doesn't look like a guy who gives a shit about a belt. Yeah. Dude, I, there, I, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you any effing more, dude. It's like, because that's what works with The Undertaker. Even like back in the day, he wasn't continuously on TV. And it's like, like you said, perfect. Put him in creative and then have him on the road to Mania. Have him at SummerSlam and have him at like Rumble or one other thing. You only, need, I only see him three times a year. I, yeah. What are you going to do? Spooky shit, have a match with someone, beat them, or maybe lose. Okay, more spooky, spooky, spooky. Like, nah, dog. Like, do give them something for Mania. And then after Mania, because that's the beginning of April, like, man, I don't need to see him till June when he can build something towards SummerSlam, which is, I think, right. the end of July or some shit. Yep. Even LA Knight, even LA Knight was not having that shit on SmackDown. They were like, so LA Knight, we haven't seen you since your lights out match. What do you think about Bray Wyatt? He's like, nah, fuck that. I'm done with that Bray Wyatt shit. No more lights out. No more of that bullshit. It's about LA Knight. Yeah. And he just walks off. He's could like, you, nah. Could you argue LA Knight might be one of the hottest people in WWE right yeah, now? Yeah. He's, he's, he's on fire, bro. He's. And I, and I look forward to seeing him be involved more in like the main storylines. Um, hopefully that they, hopefully with that promo, cause I, I haven't seen anything else with LA Knight and Bray Wyatt. I haven't mm-hmm. really been watching like that, but I haven't seen anything else as far as them continuing this thing. So hopefully he's on his way to something else and yeah. maybe they want to have him go up against Gunther for a while and. Maybe, you know, try to go after the IC title. That would be pretty cool. Him as a face going after Gunther as a heel. I think I would like to see those matches. I would like to see that feud. Um, but yeah, he's, 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 he's the potential to be one of the top guys in the company, man. He really does. Um, he's got it all. He's got the look. Yeah. He's got the fucking promo. He's got the, he can wrestle. He, he's, he's the shit. So 
Um, but again, Bray just, they got to figure something out with that dude, bro. They have to put a pin in this, this howdy do uncle howdy, howdy duty, whatever the fuck this is. They have to, they have to come up with a, uh, a, a something. They have to come up with something. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Cause they, right now it's like, it's little shit. And then they go to commercial and they come back and it's like on to the next match. And it's like, no, bro. Like, can you fucking give me some, who the fuck is uncle howdy? <laughs> like, who is yeah. this guy? Why is he here? What is he doing? Where's he Bray going? Should give a backstory on him or something. It's basic storytelling. When you're writing a book about a person, you, you, you go, who is this person? What is he doing? Or she, where is he going? That's, that's basic story development. Who is this person? Have, what are they, they doing? Where are they going? Cause they kind of no had it about going there for a second. They had a good part where Uncle Howdy, Sister Abigail, Bray Wyatt, and it's like, all right, now we're going to know more about this. And then he just comes out the next week. Now, my thing at the beginning, I was intrigued because Bray was coming out and he Being was like, like I'm glad to be back. I'm happy to be here. This is who I am now. I'm myself more than I've ever been. And now you have this shadowy figure who's like, nah, you're not done with your evil past. I'm here as a representation of whatever. And then they have a match and they blow it off. But they're not even doing that. It's like... I see. That's what I think his mania match is going to be. I think he's going to fight Howdy. You know, fight Bo Dallas? Which is Bo Dallas. So I guess it's kind of cool. Brother versus brother that we just don't know it's going to be brother versus brother, right. obviously. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they have yeah. to figure something out with him, bro. Because he's very talented. And again, I don't want anybody to think we're over here shitting on Bray Wyatt. He's very we're, talented. We're fans. We, I love his look. I love his idea, his brain, how, how he comes up with ideas. He's constantly having new ideas. I think that he would be fucking phenomenal helping other people develop some ideas for themselves. Meanwhile, he can still be an attraction with his, you know, his, his craziness. He could do a fiend match every year if he wanted to, but yeah. he doesn't have to be on TV every week is the main point. So I have to ask you a question before we move on. Uh, Dan, yes, te- Dan texted me and asked this. And as he said, when he was on with us, he's a big CM Punk fan. I would like to close my phone and read the message, but I don't want to ruin it. So, Dan, whenever you right. listen, let me know how I butchered it wrong. He asked me along the lines if it's like punk – is Seth Rollins on the same level of punk as if he retired, say, today and came back seven years? Like, would everyone go, like, massive for him like they did with punk? And, like, to that regards – I want to say, like I said, I don't want to check the phone because I don't want to mess up the stream or anything. But no, I got. Accolade-wise, I think Seth's gonna beat. But yeah, would you say he's at that level? Like the they're gonna chant for him or whatever. Man, I think CM Punk, and this is I'm really glad you brought that up. CM Punk is like a it's a different. It was a different time, and it's a whole different thing with CM Punk now. I saw something on TikTok where this, and I was going to record a video about it, but I didn't have time. It was a video that had a, a picture of six wrestlers. And I think the six wrestlers, I think it was like, I think it was like Hogan Flair, CM Punk, Bray Wyatt was in there. 
Um, and let's say I don't I don't remember who it was, I but it's like that. Kevin Nash, yeah. Kevin Nash, and someone else. Yeah, someone else. Their body of work. Yeah, and it was like you have to get rid of one and their entire body of work. Yeah, bro. And I saw all these people picking CM Punk, and I wanted to grab my phone and throw it out the fucking window because I was like, bro, you people. This is one of the things that that bothered me about wrestling. It's like, listen, you have to take your. If you don't like somebody, that's fine. You don't have to like everybody. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you don't like somebody personally, if you don't like their political views, if you don't like their their lifestyle, who they love or whatever, for whatever reason, that's your personal problem. But don't act like what they've contributed to wrestling is like right. it's part of that dislike that you have. Because this that does not count, dude. All those people who were picking CM Punk are out of their minds. All these wrestlers that you love today all were influenced by CM Punk. They weren't influenced by Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and Ric Flair. Yeah, I'm sure that they, Ricochet, I'm sure, knows who Ric Flair is and has seen some Ric Flair matches. But you don't think that Rick Ricochet was fucking watching CM Punk and ROH and was more, like, he was more inspired by that? Than all these other people? Dude, did you hear what Seth said? Seth said, yeah, he's a cancer and all that. But he said, I hate talking bad about him because I like him so much. Because he trained him. Punk punk trained Seth Rollins. It's like, people forget, man. There's such, people are such creatures of the moment, man, that they'll just, like, how can you, how, and people, bro, literally were like, because you know how those videos work. They post a picture and then somebody pops up. And like yeah. in three seconds, they say something and that's it. And people were like, they post a picture and then they pop up and they were like, 100% CM Punk. And that's the end of the video. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you talking about? Like, honestly, for me, when... for yeah. me, dude, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was in that picture. You take him out because he hasn't done, bro, what has he done to uplift the business at all? He's done nothing. He's come yeah. up with cool characters. He had a very fucking awesome debut with the Wyatt family and all that shit. I loved that character. I've I've said it a million times. I love the Eater of Worlds Bray. I love the cult leader Bray. I think he's brilliant. I'm a big fan of his. But if you got to remove one from that list that that I named, it's it's him. Yeah, I'm, it not has to be him. I'm not even going to think about it. Yeah, it's like you're not going to erase Ric Flair. You're not going to erase. You can't erase CM Punk, bro. You erase CM Punk and everything that he's done from from all the indies to ROH yeah. to WWE. You're, you're insane. You're out of your mind. So to answer your – now that that's a soliloquy <laughs> out of the way, to answer your question, um, I don't think it's – I don't I, – you know, again, I don't think it's the same thing. Like if Seth were to retire, if something were happen to Seth where – he started becoming disgruntled and he decided to quit the business and he just left and there was speculation. Oh, he might go to AEW. He might go to AEW, but he never does. You know what I mean? And then like seven years later, he, let's say he comes back to WWE. The pop would be insane, but I don't think in those seven years, you're going to have people chanting, Oh, Oh, like they're not going to be singing his song and maybe maybe in the first couple of months maybe you know I, I don't know 
But I really don't think that would be, I don't think it would be like that. Like, bro, people, when CM Punk debuted in that ECW, that new ECW on sci-fi thing that fucking WWE did, bro, I had not heard of him before. And he came out and people were chanting CM Punk. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Why the fuck are they chanting for the, did I miss a show? Because I was watching, at that time I was watching every week. So I was like, did I miss a show or something? Who the fuck is see who the fuck is this guy with a Pepsi? He's got a Pepsi logo on his arm. Who the fuck is this guy? Like I didn't know who he was. And the crowd was chanting CM Punk. Every his debut match against uh his debut match on ECW, he wrestled the uh, Ah fuck, I forget who it was that he wrestled. I remember wrestled. I remember he had that bang and feud with John Morrison for the ECW. They title. were ch- his debut <laughs> match. <laughs> When they rang the bell, they were chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM. I was like, I was like, who is this dude? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's a whole different thing. And that's respect. That's, that's from a time where, yeah, we had the internet, but it wasn't popping like the internet's popping now. Like no, you could get no information way. in seconds now. You can yeah. get video from 15 years ago now in like three seconds. It, it wasn't like that before. So. You know, I had I hadn't heard of him, so the fact that people were chanting since then, and even all these years that he's been gone, every fucking arena that you go to, people are chanting CM Punk when they get bored. I don't think that can happen again, bro. Not even with Seth Rollins as great as he is. That's a fair argument. So. I I support it. I support it. I like it. And then, uh, but yeah, I just want to ask that awesome. before. Before we move on to what we're going to talk about next. I wanted to yeah, Seth that. is awesome, man, but I just I don't think so, bro. I don't yeah. think that would happen. But, guys, uh, again, we have a pay-per-view coming up this Saturday. If you feel like we've been a little WWE heavy the past few weeks, it's because, well, not a lot of other people are doing pay-per-views. We, we uh, talked about, just so you know, yeah, we were, I was, yeah. we were texting yesterday, and I'm like, Man, we got to start talking to AEW, but you know they're building to their show, which is coming up. So we're going to be doing their show probably right next week or the week after. And I literally is- look, I literally <laughs> look at my Cinemark, the Cinemark app, every fucking day for those tickets to go on sale for the theater because they're not on sale yet. Yeah, I look every fucking day to see if them shits are on sale so I could buy my fucking tickets to go sit at the pay per view. But like I said, um, even then, like news wise, they're quiet. It's just they're doing their thing every Wednesday yeah. and Friday. They're doing their thing. We talked, you know. I yeah, I'm happy we addressed that because we were both speaking of it offline. Like, eh, because we don't want to be those guys. That's not us. Yeah, yeah, we're not like partial to anything. We love it all, and it's like the thing is too with like AEW. Like, I kind of want to talk about uh, Dynamite, which was fucking amazing, mm-hmm. but that was a week ago. So it's like you guys are probably already up to your ears and. Dynamite talk. So why the fuck would you want to hear about it on Tuesday when we got another episode happening tomorrow? So it's like <laughs> yeah. we'll figure everything out. You know what I'm saying? We'll get it. We'll get ourselves on a little bit of a. We'll get our 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 T's crossed and our eyes dotted. But for now, you know WWE are cranking out their pay per views, so we're gonna cover that because I gotta tell you, I'm excited about this show. Damn. I am fucking <laughs> excited about this show. Uh, first of all, once again, another Saturday pay per view. Absolutely. Thank you very much for Saturday pay-per-view. Five matches. Absolutely, dude. Uh, there probably will be a match added on Friday because we have a Friday SmackDown 
before the show starts. So there may be an match mat- um, a match added. I said an uh atch matted. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. They're gonna at they're gonna mat a atch. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't think they would add a match on SmackDown because that's kind of weird to add a match the day before a show, but you never know with these people. Um, but right now we have the card pulled up here and I basically copied and pasted the card from what I saw online. So we're just going to go from the bottom of the card to the top, the way it's, it, it landed on my notes. Whether this is how the card is going to play out or not, I don't know, but I actually like the way it's set up. I think this is probably the way they should go with it. So, um, the first match we have on here, Brock Lesnar's Bobby Lashley. I'm a fan of starting the pay-per-view with that. I'm yeah. a fan of starting with that shit. Get your big names out there. Let them go out there and beat the shit out of each other. Um, Because they had a fucking awesome match the last time they did this. Let them go out there and just go ham. Run through the guardrails. Run through the crowd. Bobby jump on the this. stairs. Bobby beat his ass last night, too. Yeah, man. You know what's funny? I rewatched uh the other day. I rewatched the 20... Was it the 20... The 2021 Royal Rumble, where Brock started it. Oh, 2020, yeah, 2020. 2020. I rewatched that shit the other day. Uh, That's like such a good Rumble. Three or four days ago, I was like, you know what? I want to fuck. I, fucking let me rewatch this shit. Um, and I throw that shit on. Oh my god, what a fucking that spot where um, Biggie comes in. Biggie comes in, and Kofi's in there with Rey Mysterio, right. and then uh, Biggie comes in and he hypes them both. He's like, all right, come on. Get up, man. Get up. You all right? You all right? And they get in there. That fucking spot where Biggie's down on his hands and knees so that Ray can jump off his back. Brock jumps and steps on his back and close. Oh, my God. Dude, that guy, people really, you know, I know people are sick of Brock Lesnar, man. But holy fuck, man. When he wants to fucking work with you, bro, that dude can do some shit, man. If I was a wrestler, one of the things I, if I was, if I was a wrestler and let's say like I was in the Royal Rumble and they were like, okay, you're going to, Vince is like, okay, okay, pal, you're going to have a spot with Brock in there. You're going to go in there. He's going to fucking suplex you three times and he's going to throw you out. I'd be like, all right, cool. But I'd grab Brock and I'd be like, Hey bro, check this out. I got an idea. I'd, I'd try to come up with an idea for some kind of spot. Yeah. Where I'm like, look, Brock, we're going to do this. This shit is going to make you look like a fucking juggernaut. And it's going to look really cool when we do it. I would try to like, if if it was me, I would try to come up with something to do that. Just, just don't fucking German me four times and then throw me out. Nah, bro, let's do something. Let's like, yep. you know, I don't gotta, well, I don't gotta make you look weak, but yeah. I got a hot here. take. I think when Brock's, when Brock's dialed in, he's one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For <laughs> sure, man. That match he had with Daniel Bryant that was yeah. fucking, that's like the AJ Styles. One of my favorite too. matches. One of my favorite matches ever, bro. What a great match. Even the, the Goldberg match, when he lost the first match with Goldberg, oh, when like Goldberg came back a few years ago. Yeah. With, uh, when he got hit with the spear and he was selling the rib like it was broken and shit. And then he got the other spear. Even that quick little match, the, the way he sold, man, was fucking fantastic. Dude, when Brock is dialed in, bro, it's, it's, there's not a lot of people who are better than him. And he seems um, to be dialed we, in with this. Yeah. And he's having fun. He looks like he's actually having a lot of fun. And what can you say about Bobby? Yeah. Bobby Lashley is Bobby Lashley, bro. He's a fucking freak athlete. Dude, another thing a lot of people are sleeping on, because we're all talking about Sammy in Canada. Brock's a Canadian. Like, well, he's an American. He lives in Minnesota. Yeah, but he lives in Canada. He's lived in Canada for years. And everyone knows that. So I think he's, I think the crowd's going to be on Brock's side in this one. And because he's presented as the face, but. 
think yeah. he's going to have a little of that hometown love. Um, yeah, and I think, again, if they start the pay-per-view with this, it's going to be, the pop is going to be crazy. It really yeah, is. Imagine, like, imagine the, once, I think that'd be so dope. Now you say the show opens and you hear Brock's music instantly. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking, yeah. yeah. You hear that weird little fucking sound effect thing and his music starts. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, ah, shit. Cause you know, it's about to go down, bro. You, when you hear Brock's music, you know, shit's about to go down. That remember, was one of my favorite uh, parts of that rumble. Remember the part, remember the rumble triple threat he had with Cena and Seth in 2015? Yeah. Great match, but terrible rumble because Roman won in that whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Is that the I one think, where the Rock the Rock came out and tried to like? Yeah, that shit was food. so bad, bro. The Rock, the Rock was trying food. so hard. The Rock was trying so hard, bro. He's like, "Come on, bro, love." He, he like when you rewatch that, you can see the Rock's face that he's trying to like he's trying to like eyebrow the people while he's holding up Roman's hand, and he's like, "Nope." Come on, stop booing. Look at my eyebrow. My eyebrow's raised. Come on, pop. Pop for this. Come on, this you is my could, guy. He was given, that was probably one of the few times he gave bad facials where he was like, he knew, it was obvious looking at him, he knew no one liked that. Yeah. But he probably um, went. They probably went back to Gorilla and he was probably like, hey, man, I tried, bro. You you on your own, kid. <laughs> I don't know what Family or not. Now, granted, we're reverting back here to 2015, but family or not, the Rock can't help you, man. You're you're not it. Yeah. But now, now look. But uh, look at him now, bro. Look at the tribal chief now, bro. But my, I think I got Lashley winning. Okay. And I think the hurt business. I think we see it. Yeah, it's it's if the hurt business are going to come back as heels, then it makes sense. But MVP and Shelton and uh, Cedric were all talking backstage last night again, like in the background. They did that again. They've been doing it every week, but it happened. Yeah, again. I just I feel like something's fishy with that, man. I feel like they're gonna, or you think they re- might? They're gonna try Bobby? to reform the hurt business with like Omas as their centerpiece, and then Bobby is gonna be like the outcast, which. I don't like that shit. Like the it, hurt yeah. business is the hurt business. Like it, don't change it around and start doing weird shit. You don't do that shit with the shield. You don't do that shit with the bloodline. Like you don't. The hurt it. business is the hurt business. I get it. You want Omas to have a, like, a mouthpiece. Like totally get it. You could probably find him someone else. Make the hurt business the hurt business. Now, if he does show up with them, I'll give it a shot. See where it goes. But overall, I think yeah. But that, I think Lashley wins because. He keeps saying my manager looked at the contract, like all these people who could be like the hurt business. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think an MVP was talking backstage with them. Like, I don't know. I think, I think Bobby, because I don't know where they're going to go with either of them at Mania in a fucked up way if it's not each other. Right. And then. And again. Because there's the rumors of Brock and Gunther, but there's also rumors of Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. Oof. They're both, I want to see both of them, to be honest, both of those matches. But if you don't have Brock and Gunther, like, what do you do with these two besides run it back? But they have to, I. You got to have that. You got to have at WrestleMania that Sheamus and Gunther match, bro. You got to have that shit there, bro. You got to have fucking Sheamus win that IC title at WrestleMania, bro. He deserves that shit, man. I'm not the biggest Sheamus fan run. I, I never was. Let me rephrase that. I was never the biggest Sheamus fan. Like, you know, I thought he was fine. He went through a lot of bumps and bruises and shit, the Mohawk shit and the, you know. But, bro, that dude is awesome. 
The past like, year he's been on a good. Awesome. Yeah, the he past does year. Whatever they ask him to do, <clears throat> he tries to do his best to get that shit over and to get it. I remember when he did that. Um, I'll never forget that shit he did where he was like, um, he was being like, uh, not interrogated, but he was like sitting down with like the lawyer with uh, David Otunga. Oh yeah, and like that shit was funny, man. Like he was really fucking funny. And that was like one of the first times where I was like, oh wow, this like this dude's actually hilarious. Like he's fucking like really good at this, that humor. And he's a tough guy. And I just think after all these years, man, he hasn't had that belt. He should be a Grand Slam champion, bro. I really think that they should do that at WrestleMania. Like that shit would be super dope. Yeah. And then but who do you got winning? So I'm gonna go. I'm also gonna go with Bobby. Because I think they're going to – I think this is just a match for – I honestly feel like this is just a match set up for the pay-per-view just to kind of have something big on the show. Because I think they're going to – they're probably going to have Brock go away for a little bit, and they're going to continue on with Bobby and kind of push him into something else as far as Hurt Business or whatever else it's going to be. I could so also I'm go with Bobby. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they ran this back at Mania with like a crazy stipulation. Cool. Yeah. They could do that. Which I'd be fine with, because these two I like together, actually. So I'd be fine with, personally. Yeah, but eventually I gotta get, I gotta get Gunther and, and, and Lesnar Brock. in yeah. a match. I gotta see it. I gotta they have They teased it. us at Rumble. Yeah, absolutely. And the crowd felt it too. They were like, oh shit. Nah, I gotta see that. Um, next up here on the card, we have Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Uh, this is the match that should have happened, like, Almost a year ago when he did that match with Miz and, and, and yeah. Reese. Um, I don't know why that match happened, even though it ended up being not horrible. It was, you know, a good match. They seemed like they were having fun, but, uh, Rhea Ripley, this, the only thing about this that bothers me is that Rhea should be more worried about one. Charlotte. Yeah. She should be more concerned with Charlotte. Like this. I get why they're doing this, and I and I see, you know, Rhea. Um, she hit the fucking riptide on Beth Phoenix last night, so I get it. You know, I understand it. Um, but I kind of feel like, okay, you've you've been feuding with Judgment Day like forever, and then you go away and you come back and you're still feuding with Judgment Day. <laughs> like, let let's let's wrap this up. Like, let's wrap this up and let's go elsewhere with it already. Um, Rhea, and I, again, I'm just repeating myself, but I feel like Rhea should be a little more focused on getting her belt than yeah. dealing with this bullshit. What I think is going to happen is to me, it seems simple to do. I think edge and Beth win edge pins Finn. They're going to have a, maybe that hell in a cell match. that was supposed to happen. Maybe that happens at media. I think Charlotte, mm-hmm. since she's not on the card gets involved in this, that distracts Rhea. So it kind of protects Rhea at the same time. And maybe that's how you start the feud more. Like obviously the feud started because she challenged her. Right, but I think that makes sense, right? Somehow get Charlotte involved in this to protect her, and with them losing, unless Finn wins over Edge, or maybe she beats Beth, or Rhea riptides the <laughs> fuck out of Beth Phoenix and pins her. Imagine if Rhea uh, riptides Edge. <laughs> oh my god, nah, she can't do that, bro. That's one of those things where I was like, nah, bro, she better not do that shit to Dominic. But she ended up doing it to Akira Tozawa anyway. She ended yeah. up doing it to a dude, that poor guy, bro. I haven't seen that guy since that shit happened. <laughs> I, it was like, imagine if she riptides Dominic and she puts him in that 
that shit where she pins the legs back. I think I said oh, that yeah. on the show a while back. That yeah. like, bro, you can't do that shit, man. You can't do it, bro. Not even Rhea, I don't think. You can't pull that shit off, bro. Too much. So my overall pick, though, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Edge and Beth. I think I'm, I'm going to stick to what I initially said with Charlotte getting involved, distracting Rhea. I am going <laughs> to go... I'm going to go with that... I just said, I think Rhea is going to end up rip tighting. Uh, this is a, this could be a showcase match for Rhea to kind of get her for sure. Get her momentum going for, uh, you know, the, the WrestleMania match. So I'm going to go with, uh, Finn Balor and Rhea. I'm going to just update our names here for the picks. So we have it for later. So we both went with Lashley and I went with we are split. Yep, split. Cool. Next up on here, again, this card just fell the way it fell. We got the Raw Women's Number One Contenders Championship. Wow, this is a mouthful. Let me try that again. Raw Women's Championship Number One Contenders Elimination Chamber Match. That's Four quite a mouthful. <laughs> uh, Raquel Rodriguez versus Asuka versus Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Natalia versus Carmella. I, I'm a little confused about this match because I don't understand what Carmella's doing in this match. I don't understand what Natalia's doing in this match. Um, there, so those two are obviously not going to win. Um, that leaves Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Raquel, and Asuka. Liv Morgan's not going to win this match. No. Nikki Cross is not going to win this match. No. That leaves Raquel and Asuka. Nobody's okay, ready for Asuka. To be the number one contender. Raquel is on SmackDown. Okay. So that leaves Asuka, who is the, who is on Raw. Asuka has her new gimmick. She has the murder clown Kana, even though they're not calling her that, but that's basically what she is. Um, I feel like Asuka's going to win this match and be the new number one contender. And that's going to be a fun WrestleMania match. I think that would be the most fun match to have at Mania, especially with Asuka's new face paint and her new entrance and all that shit. She could have a bomb-ass WrestleMania entrance. You know, Bianca's going to have a bomb-ass outfit on. Yeah. She's going to have a bomb-ass entrance at WrestleMania also. I think that's the the more the big money match to have there. Because, dude, like, why is Carmella in this match? Why couldn't you, you, you give Piper Niven her name back? You give her her old gimmick back, and then you beat her. I mean, they didn't beat her. Technically, she didn't get pinned, but she's one of the losers in, in the qualifier match. Like, why not have her in this match? Yeah, last night. And, and, and then Natalia, why wouldn't you have Shayna Baszler or, or you know, Mia, yeah. anyone else in this fucking match? Besides Natalia, like, I don't get it. I think maybe Natalia, the thing is with Natalia is like, I say that not because she's not talented, but it's like, because you know, she's not going to win. Like, you know, she's in there. I feel like she's in there to kind of direct. She's a, she's like directing traffic because she's the most experienced out of everybody there. You know what I mean? She's the most, she's the most, uh, experience she's got the most experience out of everyone and i think she's there to kind of like help the referee kind of direct traffic with the match um i feel like that's why they throw her in there which is 
cool. That's a big responsibility. And, and that shows that they have a lot of trust with her. But as far as a fan looking at it, you're like, why the fuck is she in this match? Like, she's <laughs> not going to win. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it, it's Asuka, man. I don't got much. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good match. I think it can be. But I'm, yeah. I'm going with Asuka. I don't got Elimination, much. Elimination Chambers are always fun. Like, they're always yeah. a fun match. It's, it's, I love the... I love that whole thing where they they they're all sitting in there in those glass fucking containers and then, and then one the lights. they come out. Yeah, it is that shit's dope. Um, so we are both going with Oscar, and that is a sound pick. Uh the next match I have on here is the men's elimination chamber match for the WWE United States Championship. And it is Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins versus Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Montez Ford. Now, who do I want to win this match? I would love to see Montez Ford win this match. I would love to see Montez Ford be the U.S. champion, but unfortunately, he is in a tag team. And I don't think that they're going to do that quite yet because they haven't alluded to any kind of breakup with the two of them yeah um i would also kind of <laughs> like to see damien win it but he was already been champion and what are the odds that they're gonna have they're gonna start giving championships to judgment day like that like yeah he's gonna have then you know I, I i don't really see that happening i'm gonna actually go with bronson reed to win this match i think that um Bronson Reed is a phenomenal talent. He's really good. And I think this is going to be a good showcase for his skill set in there. And it would be a good way to kind of like get him over kind of like as a monster heel to just come off and nobody's thinking he's going to win. He's the new guy. And bam, he goes in there and he fucking ends up winning the whole thing and being the new U.S. champion. I think that would be uh, I think that would be pretty cool. So I can honestly say this and mean it. I don't care who wins because I kind of right. like everyone in this match. Right. Um, who I want, keyword want, is Bronson Reed. But who do I think? I think Theory retains, man. Okay. I re- uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I think it would kind of help solidify him, and especially with these rumors of him maybe fighting Cena too. I don't know. I don't know, man. Just the gut instantly is like, nah, Theory's taking this. Which I don't care if Theory wins, to be honest. Because right. he's been good lately and that's the thing with um that's the thing for me is that he's wrestling cena at wrestlemania so he so doesn't need, he doesn't that need that well. belt because you ain't gonna you ain't gonna you know what i'm saying if if cena beats him then what he's a u.s champion then he's got to wrestle nah he's not gonna do all that shit um you think regardless uh, of title match or not he's beating cena like do you think this is one of them i'll get cena because cena seems like the type to get people over he should at yeah. this point in Cena's career, that's what he should be there to do. He's there to, if he's wrestling in a singles match, then he's putting someone over because that is his purpose right now. He's not a full-time wrestler. He's a big giant name who's very over and his job is to come in here and get someone else over. So yeah. I would think that that's that, you know, if he wrestles, um, you know, theory that he's going to lose. So that's why I think he's not going to retain. So I'm going to go with Bronson. Okay, yeah, you and, put drop uh, me down there for theory. I'm still gonna stick with that. And finally, the <sighs> last match of the night, the main event that we we spoke about entirely already. Man, we've 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 
ad nauseum we've talked about this match. It is the main event. Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the WWE Undisputed Heavyweight Championship in a regular ass match, a straight up one on one. Now, we've talked about how Cody is being fast tracked to WrestleMania to most likely be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Makes perfect sense storyline wise. It's it's the it the story tells itself. We don't have to keep reiterating the same thing over and over again. The story tells itself. So the fact that we have that there, um, I really like the fact that they're still kind of teasing up the, hey, I, like Cody told them, I don't want to see you here next Monday. If you win, I want to see you at WrestleMania. So don't come don't come to my show. Don't yep. come here. Go to SmackDown and get ready for WrestleMania. I like that they did that um, yeah. because it, you know, continues to tell the story of who's going to win. Man, I know Roman is going to retain. <laughs> I just, I'm so torn, man, because I, I feel, you know, I would, part of me, like, part of me inside would love to see Sammy win and, like, hold up those titles, but it's like, I know it's not. Yeah. I know it's not going to happen just because of the, the, the way everything is pointing, you know, but, man, the fact that that's the, that would be the perfect cap off to his story is just, and it's in his hometown, bro. He's in Canada. Yo, I'm gonna tell you something right now. If Sammy comes out to Worlds oh, Collide, and like if Sammy comes out and he he's cuts the hair back to like what it used to be, that little short fucking, yeah. you know, number two fade, and he trims his beard back to what it used to be, and he comes out and he starts ska dancing and all that shit. Yo, I'm gonna fucking lose my shit. I really am. I'm gonna be popping like one of those fucking Canadians. Um, and I really hope he does that because this whole mop. That he's got going on that I don't understand it. I'm not I shape as you guys can all see you watching on YouTube. I got rid of my mop. I had to get rid of that shit. Um so if he does that, it would I think it would be fucking awesome. But and it would make him look more like, you know what I'm saying? He would look more presentable and more like a champion if he actually cleaned the shit up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I um kinda like the rumble. I'm glad I'm going with Roman. But kind of like right. the Rumble, I'm just excited to see the story in the match. I don't want to so, keep going down a rabbit hole of this match because I yeah. So have... how do you think? So what I the think, match ends. So what I think happens is they have a good match. Jay comes out. <clears throat> Jay obviously looks confused in that regards. You know what I mean? Because he did show up last week to defend the titles. There's going to be a little moment there because I think at one point you're going to see Sammy give Roman a hula kick. That's going to happen in this match. And this, whether that's the close call or right after that is when maybe Jay interferes. But then I think we just see Jay hit him with a super kick. And then KO comes out. And then I think he'll fight off the bloodline or whatever. Maybe, like I said, maybe we get Cody in this somehow. Um, and then Roman hits the spear and wins. Hmm. But you're 100% going to see Jay super kick Sammy. And you're going to see Sammy hit that hula kick on Roman at some point. Which that place is going to pop when it does. Oh, yeah. How dope would it? I don't see it happening. But he did it last year at Mania. It was also against Johnny Knoxville. But how dope would it be if the match started off with Sammy just instant hula kick to Roman? <laughs> that would be dope. I don't think it'll happen. I think that's going to be more like it's going to build to that. 
but I would still love that. But yeah, I'm excited to see the story and see where it goes. But I definitely think we get the dissension of Jay like turning on Sammy because as of right now, they're cool. Last week on SmackDown, he's like, I got your back and all this shit. Right. So yeah, I'm just excited to see, see where it goes. I'm, I'm strapped in for the ride. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Um, I have a similar thought process to you, but I think it's going to happen more. I think so. They're going to have a match. Uh, they're going to have a match. That's super fucking obvious. They'll have <laughs> their match. And then when they go to the finish, I think Roman, I think something's going to happen where like Roman goes for the spear. Sammy either like get ducks out of the way or kind of like maybe like leapfrogs over Roman and he goes into the turnbuckle. And then when he does that, Sammy goes to the other side, runs over, Haluva kicks. Roman hits the mat. And then when he goes to pin him, the ref goes to count. Either Jay comes in and immediately he doesn't even he doesn't even give the like the 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 um he doesn't even give like the maybe I'm your friend or not. He immediately either pulls the ref out or maybe there's a ref bump and he ends up kicking Sammy. Yeah. They take Sammy like out. Um, Roman hits the spear. Ref wakes up. One, two, three, they retain. And then after the match is over, I think is where you're going to see Jimmy come out. You're going to see Solo. Well, actually, I don't even think Jimmy can be there. First of all, we didn't even get into that part. I, I don't even think the fucking Usos can be so, in Canada. I think I, I think read they're allowed. Well, Jimmy, Jay is. Jay's good. <coughs> it's Jimmy. And I read somewhere... I forget where I wish I was more prepared, but that Jimmy is good to be here at this one. Okay. I could be so, wrong though. I could be wrong. Yeah. The last I read. Yeah. Was Cause I was hearing, good. I was hearing different shit. I was hearing that neither one of them can go. And then there's like only Jay, but not Jimmy is like, I, I really don't know. Um, Regardless, you don't really need Jimmy there, I guess as much, yeah. but you definitely need Jay there. You need yeah. Jay there. So I think once that happens, once the match is over, um, because my thing is about numbers. Because they're going to need Jimmy and Solo there at least. And then, you know, the three of them can start beating the shit out of Sammy. Here comes Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens comes in, tries to make the save. You know, they get overpowered because it's three on two. Here comes Cody. Then yeah. Cody comes out, clears the ring and shit. Then they can, uh, they can continue having, um, Jimmy fighting with Sammy on the outside, you know what I'm saying? KO fighting solo. And then you can have a stare down in the middle of the ring with Roman and Cody. That way you can, cause the thing is the tricky part about this is you're going to have Sammy lose, but how do you transition that into him being a contender for that tag team titles now? Cause it kind of makes you look like, well, you couldn't beat Roman. So now you got to go for the, other titles, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they have to play it in a way where there's a big reason for him to do it. So if Jay comes out and betrays him, that would be, you know, he said, I thought you were my dog and this and that, and you fucking betrayed me. And now I'm going to take your fucking titles or whatever. So um, I think that's basically how it's going to go. Yeah. Roman wins after the match. All hell breaks loose. <laughs> all hell breaks loose after the match. Just, I'm just excited to see. That's all. Oh, yeah, I this is this is looking like a fucking good show, man. It really yeah. is. Elimination chambers are again very entertaining. Um, and uh, yeah, I think those are my those are our predictions for the show. 
What do you guys think is going to yeah, happen in the Let channel? us know in the comments. Yeah, you. man. Drop a comment. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, give us your thoughts on what's going to happen. We're going to drop this very early so you have time to listen and kind of come up with your own. Be your own booker for the show. But again, we're coming towards the end of the show. And uh, seeing as how today is Valentine's Day, I thought it would be appropriate for us to kind of just go over our kind of like our favorite love related angles in wrestling that we've kind of seen over the years. And uh, I honestly really could only think, not only think of one, because there's plenty out there that I, you know, that have happened. There have definitely been a lot of wedding related angles in uh, WWE and TNA impact. Yeah. And we, we've seen it everywhere, but um when it when I think of like kind of like a love related angle, I really can only really think of Billy and Chuck's wedding when Eric Bischoff was well. We didn't know it was Eric Bischoff at the time, but uh, Eric Bischoff was revealed as the preacher who was um, actually marrying the two of them together, and uh, that's where we got the debut of the. Uh, I'm sorry, my throat is killing me. <coughs> we got the three minute warning debut. Was yep. his little tag team, so his Samoan uh, tag team there, Rico, uh, which was actually uh, Rosie and um, uh, what's his name? It was called Jamal, Jamal right? but it was the wasn't that uh, Umaga? Umaga. That was yep. Umaga's Umaga. uh, debut in WWE. <laughs> um, I thought that angle was fucking so superb. Because no one, I had no fucking idea that was Eric Bishop. They had him in like all this prosthetic, yeah, like makeup on. And when he started peeling all that shit off, the look on fucking Stephanie's face was priceless, dude. Um, and then everybody they came out and just fucking destroyed everybody after the match. Um, that was some good ass TV back in the day. Yeah, one that we can go down with the obvious with Macho and Elizabeth and all that. Like, we're not skipping over that. But for me, it'll always be where I get a laugh in good TV was the Edge and Lita live sex celebration. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Where, where, I don't know the backstory on all that, how it happened, if they were actually going to do the thing or what. Um, But yeah, especially me, because I was like younger then too. Yeah. So. I'm in that thing where, like, at the time, sex was like, ooh, yeah, you know it was what I mean? Super naughty. It was yeah, very naughty. So it was just like, but I'll <laughs> never forget that one. That was that was insane. It was because I think that was the night after he won the title, and then Cena gets in there and like AAs him on the bed. <laughs> right. But when I think Alita, though, I always end up thinking about fucking when she was with Kane and she was like <laughs> pregnant with Kane's baby or something like that, and she oh, had like the baby. And Snitsky punted the baby. And that that the fucking that's who it was. Cause I was thinking Mike Knox for some reason. I was oh, like, who Snitsky. fucking dude, he punted the baby into the crowd. People didn't even know how to react to that shit. They didn't know whether to laugh or or cheer or boo. They were just like, wait, what the fuck? You just did you just kick a baby into the crowd? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Every yeah. time I think of Lita, I always end up thinking about that angle, dude. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. Of course, you know. When I was a kid, the Macho Man and and yeah, uh, sensational Cherry thing. When Sherry Macho Man lost his uh retirement match, and Sherry went in there and started pulling his hair and beating the shit out of him, and 
Elizabeth came out of the crowd and grabbed her and threw her out the ring. And then he was crying and holding her up. And they show all the shots of everybody in the crowd crying. And Macho Man's crying. And Elizabeth is crying. Everybody's fucking crying, bro. Well, you can't forget the best, the best wedding when Lashley and Lana were going to get married. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> when Morgan came out saying she loved her and Rusev came out of a cake. That is, that is, that Vince was all Paul Haven. 101. That was all Paul Haven. Was it really? I yeah, thought that he, was, was... he was the head of creative of Raw at the time. I can't believe he came up with that. That to me, it reeks of Vince 101. Oh, I definitely think, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, Vince was definitely, I'm not blaming all on Paul Heyman, but Paul Heyman. I refuse to believe Paul Heyman had anything to do with, I know he was in charge of booking at that time, but oh my God, what a horrific fucking, you know what's funny, I was, uh, I watched something on YouTube with, um, oh, when Ricochet beat uh, Bobby, because I was watching some some highlight video, it was like best, uh, Oh, it, it was called like Ricochet dying for nine minutes. And it was just like Ricochet selling all these crazy fucking like moves and shit. And it was, uh, they showed, uh, when he did his shooting star press on, on Lashley and one. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. He did beat Bobby Lashley clean. And then they showed Lana like freaking out and shit. And I was like, Oh my God. I completely forgot about that Lana Bobby Lashley shit, man. But the Lana Bobby forgot thing. about that. The only pro that came of that is the Lana Bobby thing started the Hurt Business. True. Because MVP told Bobby to ditch her. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he was like, you can do a with this shit. That's positive Nick coming. (laughs) You know what? That's actually fucking 100%. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, we probably wouldn't have the goddamn Hurt Business. But, you know, it's all about with wrestling comes love and love and wrestling is is, a those things go hand in hand because we on this show love wrestling very much. Yes. And what we also love is you guys who watch this show and click like and stream it every week. We appreciate you so much for joining us on episode 133. We are coming to the end of this show. So I'd like to thank you right there, Mr. Anacelli, for yet another fantastic episode of this show. I'd like to thank you, the audience, who are listening and streaming this show. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Uh, I hope you have a very happy Valentine's Day, the rest of the Valentine's Day, if you're listening to this today. And uh, yeah, man, I'm going to pass it off to Nick so he can finish this show. But as always, peace and happy wrestling. Is that a heart? I try to do yeah. a heart. There it is. Uh, so as always, great talking with you, wrestling. We talk every day. But as far as face-to-face, we, this is our one weekly interaction. So it's always oh, a yeah. Um I am going to turn it back to you after because you need to plug yourself because everyone needs to know where they can always find Lou and all his fantastic shit. Um, shit. But as far as the show, Wrestling is Trash on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, comment. Like you said, this is where we bitch for a second. Not even bitch. You guys all watch every week. Just like it. Comment. Interact. But anyway, yeah, you can find us there. And then on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash. And Instagram at Wrestling is Trash, as Lou said, for those who celebrating Valentine's Day with whoever, whatever, however it may be, if you're listening today, enjoy. If not, enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll be back next week, obviously, talking fallout of this Sammy Roman, and we'll probably be talking more about Revolution, because that's shortly around the corner as well. But um, once again, back to you, Lou. Damn it, I messed up. 
And always, I can never put it in the right direction, yeah, dude. I'll never well, get it right. Close it all out. You already know. Lou from the BX host of the Everything Podcast. Oh, shit. Look at that. I can't even <laughs> grab the right side of the shirt. Check the logo. I actually have launched a new, I haven't uploaded it yet because I've been kind of, I've been kind of a little lazy with my uh, personal podcasting stuff. I haven't recorded an episode in like a week and a half. So I'm due for an episode, but I, uh, I made a new merch store. And okay. the merch store, the quality of shirts is much better, but the store's ready and it's launched. I just haven't posted the links yet. So I'm kind of figuring out if I want to do that or not. But other than that, you can hit up the everything podcast on Instagram. And from there you hit the link and you'll have access to everything in my bio from the everything podcast to wrestling is trash to all the other new from the BX content. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, peace and love. We will see you next week. Peace out. Bam. <laughs>